Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Katie Huff with Katie Huff Ministries. I am so excited to share with you Setting Yourself Free, a podcast where we are encouraging people to do, be, and have whatever God has brought you to be and to be set free from anything that's holding you back. Having done this myself, we are excited to have an amazing guest today, Dr. Meehan. And he will have an opportunity to share with you how he has been set free. I am thrilled to have him here. And as you know, you're going to want to follow him and follow this podcast by following Setting Yourself Free by Katie-Huff, K-A-T-Y-H-U-F-F.com. To learn more about my books, coaching, courses, and retreats, follow Katie F Ministries on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for more encouragement and stay up to date on all things happening with Katie Huff Ministries. So I am thrilled and I can't wait for you to meet Dr. Meehan. He is one of the most accomplished men I think you'll ever meet. Um, just to tell you what I saw and read about him and he can talk more about this is, first of all, he is a uh, functional medicine and prevent preventative medicine physician, although he has many other accolades in his medical background. But what I thought was so uh, impressive is he was um, a West Point cadet, award-winning a West Point cadet, not just participating, but award-winning. He was a Nega World Jiu-Jitsu champion. He was a fifth degree and at, is a fifth degree black belt taekwondo champion 200 in 2013 living legend uh in, inducted into the martial arts masters hall of fame like holy moly dr mehan welcome i'm not oh, well, so sure i know what else to ask i mean that says a lot oh gosh you know sometimes i my marketing team kind of puts together all that you know i did all that stuff but you know that's that's it sounds so prideful and for where, how God has worked on me, that's just, that's not what I want to lead with. You know, those are all the accomplishments of a younger man that was kind of full of himself, prideful, vain, shallow, and God broke me of all of that. Um, but that, that is who I was. That's how he created me to be. Exactly. He made me, you know, driven and, and relentless and committed and dedicated and disciplined. But, um, but he wanted more of me and and I was using those tools and those gifts in some other area. So I get embarrassed actually, when I hear all of that most and wow. in, in, in what the only thing I would change that I need to have my marketing people rewrite is first and foremost, I'm a follower of Christ. God completely humbled me uh, and showed me the error of my ways. And, and that needs to be first and foremost in my, in my bio and my background, because that is who I am now. That's, that's mm -hmm. what I do. And it's, I've just taken all that skill and, and, and gifts that he gave me, and I'm now applying them to, to fight more and more in the area of spiritual warfare, right. you know, bringing, bringing God into the exam room, to the medical um, conversation, exposing the fraud and corruption, the enemy's control of the pharmaceutical medical industrial complex. So that's, that's what God made me to be. And that other stuff just sounds arrogant. And that, that's wow. that narcissistic young man that, I have tried to to um, uh, die so that so that God could control my life now. Well, obviously, he never leaves us or forsakes us. He lets no, he us um, he gives us free will. 
And um, it's not like those accomplishments aren't impressive, but I hear what you're saying when it comes to uh, realizing that you you couldn't have done it without his strength. Amen. You know, it's not like the scripture that says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Yeah. So obviously all of us have kind of a our little brag sheet or not. Um, but the fact is, is that it's we've you've we never arrive until we're in the arms of Jesus, obviously. We're always in a yeah. process and we're always moving hopefully forward. And the blessing is obviously that his plans are perfect and right on time. And sometimes he has to take us to our needs and, and that's not a bad place to be. Right. Uh, it's it, actually, it's one of the best places to be. I tell a lot of people, you know, struggling with addiction or whatever it might be, you know, sometimes you have to be broken. In fact, a big part of my transformation was praying to be broken. I said, I took, I asked God, I pleaded with God, break me of anything that separates me from you. And he, that's a dangerous prayer. In fact, yes, it was yes. in a series of prayer. It was called dangerous prayers, if, you know, and I prayed them because I wanted to be closer to God. I wanted to be, I wanted to walk like Christ told us we must walk. And, uh, and so I prayed that dangerous prayer and I, I just pleaded with him, break me of anything that separates me from you. And it reminds me, I need to pray that regularly because right. I see the enemy trying to, you know, um, he's always trying to attack us prowling around like a lion. And um, it's time to renew that break me prayer and and make sure that I stay humble and in the service of God, because right. if we do anything else, we're wasting our time on this earth. I agree 100 percent. And I, you know, I wrote a book called Unmasked, The Power of Courage and Vulnerability to Live Free. No more settling shame or self-betrayal because I did it all. And in one of my chapters, Dr. Meehan, was broken to blessed. Mm -hmm. and we're all broken. It just depends on how much and what day, what hour, what minute. But mm -hmm. we are also so blessed because God is there to pull pull us up and pick us up and say, dust yeah. us off and say, okay, now yeah. here's the plan. And if you surrender, huge things, as you know, can happen. So, Absolutely. Also, it um, depends on how stubborn you are, right, Katie? <laughs> <laughs> how, how stubborn are you how far are you gonna have to go and how how far is god gonna have to break you how oh, far that is so funny you? if my family could hear this they'd say uh-huh <laughs> yes ma'am they would that's kind of funny that you say that so why don't you um share with them i i took the highlights obviously and your greatest one being a, a man of faith and a lover of jesus and that's awesome why don't you share with them a little bit about how you went into functional medicine and all the different things. What was your mm. path on that? Yeah, well, I mean, I did all the traditional medical training and, um, uh, but I had one advantage over a lot of medical students is I was older when I went to medical school, I'd served our country. I had run a business, worked in the real world, had to, had to leave West Point in my second year to take over my family business because my father was struggling with cancer and I was the oldest son. And, and so I had to spend the next four and a half years running a family business um, and, you know, going to night school and trying to finish my education. So when I go to medical school, you know, I'm in, I I'm seasoned. I've seen a little bit of the world anyway. And, um, and I, I saw the, I saw the problems with the system. You know, I saw these young kids heads full of mush, easily moldable. And we had, a problem in which the pharmaceutical industry was running medicine. The, you know, our textbooks were bought and paid for by pharma. The, the 70% of the professors at the medical school that I was going to 
were sitting on the boards of pharmaceutical companies. This is a this is a problem that is at every medical school. Yeah. And um, and, you know, they were wasting much of our time, you know, instead of educating us on the complexities of endocrine physiology or something, they're talking about the drug that, you know, they're one or more of the drugs that their manufacturer is kind of um, their pharmaceutical company they're they're sitting on the board of is manufacturing. So I was constantly, you know, I was constantly fighting against the system, against the establishment. I was president of my class. And um, and so I, I started just that's kind of how I came into medicine. It was like, holy cow. I mean, this thing is designed to, you know, indoctrinate and brainwash. And I say that, you know, I, I constantly will, you know, let people know the whole system of medicine is is designed to brainwash and indoctrinate young doctors into believing that you make a diagnosis, you know, and, and most doctors couldn't think their way out of, you know, a, a panic room or one of those kind of things. They're, they're not creative thinkers, but they're great memorizers. And so they memorize every diagnosis in the book, and then they memorize the drugs that are associated with the treatment of that diagnosis. So you got, you know, rheumatoid arthritis. Well, here's the list of drugs that I'm going to be prescribing to you today. You come in complaining of insomnia, anxiety, and, you know, you walk out of uh, a seven-minute visit with a, a, a physician that's locked in this medical establishment, broken sick care system, and you walk out of the room with, you know, five or six drugs. Mm. And and that system is broken. A pill for every ill, sick care, sick care system is not helping anybody. Do, it's not helping anybody but the pharmaceutical industry and the doctors that, you know, get um, concert tickets, hot meals, and constant visits by attractive pharmaceutical reps. The whole system is designed to manipulate your medical decision making. You know, and it's interesting. So, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it's interesting, Dr. Mean, because I I was a pharmaceutical rep. Yeah. And when you right. write a book about the courage and to be vulnerable, um, yeah. I I went into it because I will say the one medication that I was offering was like saving people's that had diabetic foot ulcers from getting their leg cut off. So right. it truly was a platelet derived growth factor. I fell in love with it because I could use yeah. my nursing background with the, you know, this medication. They took it away from me, Dr. Mishin, yeah. me and, and I ended up going into, I became this pill pushing woman and I was just yeah. like praying for way out. And I had someone who was a mentor to me, just to your point, who said, Katie, don't quit. You need to hang in there until they want to move you somewhere. And I live in Montana and mm -hmm. they wanted me to move to Victoria, Texas. And I had had a bad back from driving 35 to 40,000 miles a year doing doctor calls and yeah. you know, doing the deal and had a bad back. And so when I went on work comp for six months, um, they don't want you to be on work comp, obviously, back then. This is back yeah. in the early 90s. Anyway, the long and short is I went to VictoriaTexas.com. Nothing showed up. I was not going to leave Montana, didn't plan on going to there, but I was truly praying for a way out. And I stuck in there just until I could get, um, you know, a, a stipend for when I, yeah. when I left. And, when, well, and, pharmaceutical into, rep. and and it was that, I mean, it was yeah. like back then before healthcare reform came in, I mean, it mm -hmm. truly was let's go to dinner, let's go golfing, let's go skiing. And that was one of the enticing things for a lot of people that just wanted to have a good time and, and make a good living. Right. But yeah. it wasn't, 
um, I, in the end, I was just like, please, God, let me out of this. And, and I stayed yeah. until the time was right. So right. I totally <laughs> hear you yeah. so well, because I was there. It resonates, right? Yeah. Yes. And, and you, you also saw, you know, you experienced the doctors and their hubris and arrogance and narcissism and condescension. And, you know, it's, it's, a, I mean, it's a, what a lot of people don't realize is how much psychopathology is present. I mean, it's not unique to the medical profession, but, but it's, it's pretty pronounced. And, and then, you know, the other problem I found is a follower of Christ is a lot of atheism, a lot of agnosticism. Um, Probably if I dug a little bit deeper, a lot of Satanism and Mm. uh, you know, and, and a lot of good Christians too, but boy, I, I couldn't see the, the human body and gross anatomy and not see God's perfect design in that. But I was, you know, constantly having debates with my classmates, but, you know, back to the question that you asked. So I saw this problem. I saw that we were creating a sick care system. Mm. You know, you talked about that diabetic, that diabetic foot ulcer medication that you rep for. Well, I saw that, you know, I started my career in ophthalmology. Um, I'm, you know, that, that was where I did my residency training was as an eye surgeon and, and I started in ophthalmology. And I, one of the things that really frustrated me was that I was paid so well to treat the end stages of diseases, wow. you know, to take a diabetic retina and use a laser to ablate or destroy a, that, you know, that damaged portion of the retina. But mm. nothing, I was, you know, there was no like ICD-9 codes back then, ICD-10 mm. codes, but there were no codes that I could really use for preventative medicine to you know, prevent that disease. And I, I just believe that we shouldn't be treating and profiting from the end stages of the disease. Mm-hmm. We should be preventing it. You know, we should be talking about um, vitamin D and vitamin C, you know, yes. during this pandemic, that should have been public health 101 is get exactly. your vitamin D levels to an optimal level. Here's what the levels are. Here's how to dose it based on your weight, why it works, why vitamin C works how we need to start losing weight, eating less sugar. But no, it was all about be terrified, be fearful, you know, um, wait until we get this vaccine, which wasn't a vaccine. It was a genetic therapy. Wait until, you know, wait until we're here to save you. You know, the government as the savior, pharmaceutical industry, Pfizer as your savior. And um, we already have a savior and they were lying to us. And it probably doesn't come from any place but our enemy, the enemy. And uh, I just, I saw that whole system. And so I decided I got to train more where, you know, two and a half weeks of nutrition and medical school, you know, four years of medical school. And I get two and a half weeks of training on nutrition and it was completely inadequate. So I did a fellowship in nutrition. I did a fellowship in integrative medicine and age management medicine. And just, I'm a lifelong learner. I want to learn something new um, every single day. And if I'm not, I'm not serving my patients and if something new comes along, you know, I'm not going to just follow what the CDC says to do. I don't, I have, I haven't trusted the CDC for, you know, since I've been in medicine more than, more than two decades. Um, I'm going to seek solutions. When they said there is, we have no treatment for SARS-CoV-2. I said, what, what, where does that, you know, they're telling patients, my colleagues all over, the world are telling patients, go home. We have nothing for you. Just go home until you can't breathe and then go to the hospital where you'll get remdesivir, mm-hmm. mitazolam, 
and ventilators and they're killing patients at a rate of about 90 percent um, of people that go to a ventilator and we you know i joined with a frontlines critical care collaboration other scientists you know back then it didn't even quite have a name but we just we started collaborating and said what you know, how do we treat this? How do we treat this organizing pneumonia? We know that ventilators are going to make it worse, yeah. but what can we do to keep our patients from decompensating, going to the hospital? And for goodness sake, what's wrong with our colleagues that are using a drug that was so dangerous, they had to remove it from uh, treatment trials of Ebola, a much more dangerous, you know, uh, disease process virus than the SARS-CoV-2 virus. But it was it was too the risk to benefit ratio for remdesivir and that disease was so bad that they removed it from the trial and then here they're giving it in our hospitals a completely um, didn't have the science to support it so we looked for other things started treating patients found a whole you know protocol of treatments that ended up you know thousands of lives in my clinic were saved um, we treated early we had no deaths treat them early nobody dies even the high risk patients they don't die but if you let it decompensate to the point where they can't breathe and got to go to the hospital that system was absolute katie it was broken it was yeah. evil something there that just my spirit recoiled the holy spirit just recoiled in me against that that nonsense and and so i think you know for me it, the holy spirit gives me discernment Amen. says look here go here join these the and and what i have seen um throughout this pandemic is um, people that had that discernment were coming to me as patients, doctors that had that discernment were uniting as caregivers and collaborators. And I give God all kinds, all the credit for what he did during this pandemic. Cause not only did he bring, um, faithful followers together, yeah. but he, um, he also exposed to the world, how nefarious, how wrong, how I I'll say it evil this whole pandemic and it's the public health face, the pharmaceutical control of this has been it's enemy action, Katie, in my opinion, it is absolutely 100% enemy action, the enemy satanic action against the population. Um, and there's some there, they, you know, Satan has some pretty bad human minions that have been the face and the voice. And some of them we probably don't even know, but many of them, I think people are more aware of, there's some evil being, being perpetrated by some of these people that have been misleading us into to um, just wrong therapies, you know, uh, fear and denial. Absolutely. I, I there's either faith or fear. They can't coexist. That's right. I agree. And I am a faith filled woman. I was I was the ones waving the baton to my family and vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, I quercetin. I was just like, yep. overdose <laughs> on it. it. You know, I was, and people would look at me when I'd say, I take eight to 10,000 milligrams of vitamin C. And they're like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, watch your urine. If it's <laughs> orange, right. you back off. You can manage yeah. it yourself. But mm -hmm. anyway, I mean, it's just, exactly. you can tell that obviously there's people that don't know Jesus and, and they don't mm -hmm. know God. And so, you know, the, again, John 10, 10 is, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but mm -hmm. Jesus comes to give us life into the fullest. And yeah. I would look throughout these last two plus years, I would go, gosh, it must be just so miserable for those that don't know God and how fearful it is. And it's just like, what sets us free, in my opinion, is to cleave to the, to the garment of Jesus 
Amen. Oh yeah. Definitely and be healed. Yes. Mm-hmm. And be healed by that. Yeah. I do really think that that's, you know, um, God did not give it a, a spirit of fear and timidity, no. but a power of love and a sound mind. Amen. But the enemy was all over this fear, this propagation, waves of fear, Oh yeah. you know, wave after wave of fear. And that's how you also can, that's how, you know, authoritarians and totalitarians control populations as well. You know, they told us there wasn't anything to do, be fearful, go home, hide in your basement. People didn't see their loved ones. Um, pastors started forsaking the gathering. And, and, you know, I really have a problem with pastors that did that. They oh, yeah. were not listening to the Holy Spirit, to God. They were, they were not obeying scripture and they forsake the gathering. And how many people then absent their fellowship at their church and their, their, you know, their, their church group, their ministry group, um, fell into a, a place of fear, despair, and despondency, um, took their lives. Re, you know, the enemy found them more vulnerable as the enemy likes to do, call you off from your, you know, from your, from your, uh, group, mm-hmm. get you alone so that he can attack you in the darkness and pull you, you know, back into alcohol, drugs, or whatever, whatever stronghold he's built within you. And that was, you know, again, that was intentional. And then, you know, the, I wrote a book early in the pandemic about, um, uh, about masks, how they don't work hundred years of science. say They don't work, but how not only do they not work, they, they can't stop an aerosolizable virus, but how uh, harmful they are. And, and so I took all the, I'm a former editor of a medical journal, um, a journal about ocular inflammation and immunology and infectious disease. And so I, I, you know, one of my superpowers is the ability to read the science, um, sort the, the wheat from the chaff, if you will, to see the fraud and the corruption. The, there, oh, our, our medical research is so full of fraud, mm. uh, more so now than I've ever seen it, but it's been a problem for decades. Um, but that, that um, I, know how to, I know how to read the science and I can see how it's being used uh, maliciously, um, deceptively to misinform and mislead so many people. Um, and so I, I took and analyzed all the science and wrote a free ebook. You can get it on my website at mehanmd.com. If you're, you know, I thought we, we were done with this masking thing, but they're trying to bring it back. But right. the, the harms it can cause, the blocking your respirations, it that even makes you more anxious when you're oh, breathing yeah. 10,000 parts per million of CO2 behind the mask. When we measured you know, again, another medical intervention that they were telling us to do that it would protect us and they were lying and what they were actually, what it was actually doing, it was depriving uh, so many people of the levels of oxygen that they, that they need. It was increasing their CO2, um, rebreathing their own exhalations. Not only are they rebreathing their own CO2, but they're rebreathing, they're breathing deep into their lungs. Every virus, every microbe, every um, fungi, everything that accumulates and grows on that warm, wet, moist petri dish of yeah. a face diaper, they're breathing into their lungs. It was very clear early in the, you know, um, in the pandemic that everywhere they were doing this hard mask thing, we we're seeing an ex- explosion in cases, hospitalizations, yeah. and even deaths. But they were still telling us this, and it was an overt lie that, you know, wear your mask and. So now what I think it's become, and and I think it is kind of a, not only is it theater, it's a sign of submission mm. um, to the authoritarians, 
um, you know, to the authority. In fact, it, you know, um, you, you had the same class I did in psychology where you would have been in, confronted with a Milgram experiment from the 1970s where uh, Stanley Milgram was trying to understand why do so many German people be, you know, com become complicit in the Holocaust right. of the 1930s, uh, 1940s is because um, people will just conform to authority. Some people have this need to just conform to authority. So in the Milgram experiments, he, he took, you know, healthy, uh, he took volunteers that would participate in this experiment and they would shock a actor on, they didn't know the, the test subject, didn't know that they were shocking a, an actor on the other side of a wall, but they were told to teach him a list of words, teach them associations, then go back through those list of words. And if they missed the proper association, shock them with 15 volts and increase by 15 volts every time until you were, they would get up to 450 volts. It's not really delivering 450 volts, but on the other side of the wall, the actor would act as if it was. And, and, and in fact, different phases of the experiment, that actor would feign death, you know, like a thud on the ground, like they had collapsed from the shocks that these people were delivering. And what Stanley Milgram um, found was that about 67% of the population will follow that man in the white coat, that authority figure, mm -hmm. um, even though their morals and their convictions were, you could watch them in the videos wrestling with that, you know, shock them again, he's screaming in pain mm -hmm. and you want me to shock them again and they do it anyway. So two thirds of the test group would would harm a fellow, their fellow human being because an authority figure told them to do that. Wow. In the pandemic, about the same amount, two thirds of the population were wearing a, a mask, um, you know, cowering in their basement, just, you know, hoping and waiting for this vaccine to come available. And then, you know, and they were harming themselves and they were, they were being conditioned to believe that anybody that was not conforming as they had were, you know, were their enemies is divisive. And if you can't see the enemy's hand all over that, you, you're, you're not listening, you know, you're not reading the Bible. You're not listening to God's you know word. You're not listening to the Holy spirit within us. And, um, and you're, you, you need to re-examine that issue and wake up. And, and, but I do think a lot of people, saw that they experienced that it didn't make sense to them they 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 started you know wrestling with the idea that this this is harming me i'm right. wearing this mask and it's making me irritable angry i'm getting sick all the time strep throat um mm -hmm. i'm getting rashes on my face my mm -hmm. child my children are 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 sicker than they've ever been yeah. and they start to wonder and start to question authority and now i hope we're to a point where we're starting to realize that these public health and our many of our governments they're not they're not looking out and they're not serving the public interest anymore they're serving the interest of some big industry of some you know and ultimately greater evil than they realize and you know wake up ladies and gentlemen because that's that this is spiritual warfare and if you're not prepared to fight that warfare you're going to be a victim of the the war that's coming yes and so i would ask you what advice do you have someone who may be going through something like this the fear because i know and i'm sure you'll agree with me 
for us, it comes down to having a relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And for those that there's obviously, like we've already discussed, there's the agnostics and there's the atheists and there's a number of people that really don't know who God is. And so they are the ones that I think that are even in a worse place because, because it is so fear ridden. So what advice would you give to even those Mm. that know God, those that don't know God? Um, What would you say? Well, those that, you know, those that don't know God, that's who we've all got to be evangelizing for. I mean, and, that, and that's our, you know, we've got to love them, love our neighbor. Um, as Christians, we've got to be bringing God's gospel, the good news to everyone. And if you're not doing that, then you are not doing the work that you're called to do. We're all called to be disciples. The The other thing is, you you know, most importantly, I think you got to, um, you got to put on all of God's armor every day so you can withstand all the attacks of the enemy. Ephesians 6, 11, you yes. know, remember that and and that that you're you're fighting a war and you know i think we're in matthew 24 time of sorrows you got the four horsemen of the apocalypse you know famine you've got pestilence um war rumors of wars this is matthew 24 uh time of sorrows so is that is that something to be for me i'm i'm joyous about that because that means that a thousand years of peace jesus returning you know us standing at his side to fight evil at Armageddon, man, I'm ready for that. I was cre- I was created for that, and I'm joyful about that. My job is to help people get strong, get healthy, and get ready for that fight whenever yes. it may come. We don't know when that's going to come, but um, I mean, that's that. It's about spiritual warfare right now. So sharpen your swords. The sword of truth is God's word. Get in God's word every single day. That's one of the ways that He's going to talk to you. That's the one of the ways you're going to open up that good book. And you're just going to, you're, but you know, b- before you do so pray and say, God, show me something today. What is, how do I fulfill my mission? And you open up that and God will deliver it someplace in your reading that morning, do it first thing in the morning. You, you will have some direction that you're supposed to apply to your life. Um, but you're going to have to, you're going to have to, you know, first fruits is the principle here. First thing in the morning, get into God's word mm-hmm. and then, do your exercise and eat well and get your body in shape. And then that spirit of fear will be lifted from you. God will, um, you know, I, I, I pray for angelic protection, learn how to fight spiritual warfare. I have on at my left, I have several books on spiritual warfare because that's what God's called me into. You know, um, I got some John Eckhart books here, prayers, prayers that route demons. Yeah. He's great. (laughs) You know, so these, that's that that for me is where God's been calling me into um, an area that I'm not comfortable with. I don't know how to fight demons. I don't know the legal system that's established so that I can, you know, cast them out and demand that they not return, the demand that they leave immediate without retaliation um, yeah. and all the things that we need to do to fight spiritual warfare. But as I as I listen to God, he's you know, he's got a mission for me. My mission is going to be different than yours. Right. But. But mine is get get stronger in faith um, so that I can help lead people out of this demonic oppression that too often is the disease. Um, it's not a psychiatric disorder. You know, it, you don't need a benzodiazepine or a antidepressant. You need you need some more Jesus. And and so we we, <laughs> we bring more Jesus to to the medical, you know, intervention here and and i'll tell you it's the most powerful medicine there is 
Yeah. And I, I totally agree with you. And I would say that, you know, the, the fruit of the spirit is hopefully what we pray for, which is for those that don't know it in Galatians 5.22, it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love. So are we as Christians walking in love? Are we yeah. walking in joy? Or do we have peace? Are we patient? And do we have kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control? Because a lot of times people will look at Christians and think, like you said, that we're way out there when it's like, mm -hmm. okay, God created us or whoever you think your creator is, there's a mind, body, and spirit. Yeah. And where are you at in your spiritual walk? And are you walking out being self-controlled? Whereas some of these right. people in our country and in our world are out of control. And yeah. to your point about praying, getting into the word, and mine is always, you know, I pray first. And my second one is I exercise because I tell everyone mm -hmm. you need to move so you can get some endorphins that are natural endorphins that are going to elevate your mood. And you're going to be able to deal with these issues in our world. And there's going to be more. This isn't the end. I mean, there will always be trials and tribulations, but thank God he overcame the world. So right. um, what would you say about um, just about the walking out the, the fruit of the spirit? And so people will definitely want to get in the word because they'll see the, that our life is peaceful. I, I love Joyce Myers always says, you know, don't be wearing the crucifix on your or your cross on your neck and and the bumper sticker with the fish and then mm -hmm. driving down the road like a maniac. <laughs> yeah, right. It's exactly. a little contradictory, right? Yeah. Well, when you, you know, when you are, if you are feeling fear, especially about this pandemic, understand that comes from the enemy. That comes from the enemy and the public health minions that were, you know, projecting his word. But um, when you, when, you know, a big part of throwing off that fear is to understand that we have treatments for this disease and every disease on the planet, influenza, SARS-CoV-2. They've tried to diminish, dismiss, discredit um, things like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, vitamin D, vitamin C, quercetin, zinc. You went through the list. Realize that you could go to someplace like America's Frontline Doctors, Frontline's Critical Care Collaboration, um, or, you know, short way to get there is FL3Cs, FLCCC.net. They have published all the evidence-based protocols that have saved so many lives, prevented disease, treat it early, even treat the late stages, even treat the injuries that are being caused by these, these gene therapies mislabeled as vaccines, because that's, that's the big, you know, um, pathogen the big pestilence on the planet right now is the large number of people that got vaccinated you know trusted the government didn't realize that these gene therapies are actually more harmful than the virus itself especially in the younger population and i'll i'll you know stake my my medical career on the science that shows that that's not what you're hearing in the mainstream media but you can still the damage that these vaccines are doing to so many aspects of your immune health, um, causing autoimmunity, cancers, mm -hmm. enhancing your your susceptibility to to the SARS-CoV-2 virus. I mean, the more vaccinated, several studies as in the last two months have come out really exposing that the more vaccinated you are, the more susceptible you are to the SARS-CoV-2 variants that are currently circulating. So, um, know that you can protect yourself. You can bolster your immune system. Your immune system, God gave you the most powerful defense against every microbe pathogen on the planet. 
And that's what we need to be, you know, leveraging, utilizing is God's immune system that he gave us. Take care of it. You know, if you haven't, you know, if you haven't taken great care of yourself, it's not too late. You know, stop eating Krispy Kremes, Mountain Dew and McDonald's, you know, get off the couch, start walking with your family, you know, um, in the evening after a meal, walk in the morning, you know, just start with a little bit. It can make all the difference in the world, but this is a disease, you know, and most, most diseases rise from metabolic disease. Um, you're, too much weight, insulin insensitivity, right. And all of the metabolic nightmare that can result from that. That's fixable. Ladies and gentlemen, it's fixable. You can cure these diseases, but you have a you have a sick care system that wants you to believe that your only hope is them that you need you know insulin and you know drug after drug you need a sleep medicine you need an anxiety medicine you need an antidepressant you don't need any of those you need Jesus you need better food sunlight clean air um, and you need to become a scientist of your own health everything that I needed to learn how to treat SARS-CoV-2. I, none of it I learned in medical school. Right. In fact, I had to unlearn a lot of stuff that I learned in medical school because it was so pharma focused. It's all available to everyone that's listening to your podcast today, to this video there. It's available to everyone. Right. Vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc, quercetin. Those are a great foundation and they're cheap, available, and everybody can get them. And by the way, it, it's sunlight. If you can get sunlight, vitamin, vitamin D, the best way to get it is from sunlight. Um, and, and a good healthy diet gives you most of the vitamins that you need. If you get sick, kind of mega dosing the vitamin C, the zinc and the quercetin can be amazing. And by the way, zinc has been shown at about 40 milligrams twice a day or 80 milligrams per day has been shown to decrease prostate cancer, breast cancer and macular degeneration. Wow. So why not just start adding some zinc regularly into your, into your, um, diet or, or, you know, do a web search for foods that are rich in zinc and eat lots of those. And when you don't eat lots of those, maybe take a dietary supplement to get it. But it's uh, don't be fearful. Just right. learn what you've got to do to take right. care of yourself. Well, and that's the whole um, topic that I talk about is setting yourself free. And so mm -hmm. how do you set yourself free? You just nailed it by saying, you know, it's very simple. We complicate things and then we look yeah. for the quick fix, obviously, because, you know, it takes a little bit of effort to eat mm -hmm. a healthy meal and to create right. a healthy meal or to, it takes effort to go and walk around the, the block yeah. and get some right. exercise, but it's worth it in the yeah. end. Yeah. Well, you can't outsource your critical thinking. You know, that's the problem. A lot of people, because they think, medicine and disease and infectious disease and viral infections are so complex that the only people that could possibly understand them are the people at like CDC and your doctors. And many of your doctors are saying, you know, get the vaccine, get the, you know, get Paxlovid or, uh, and, and, you know, Ivermectin is for horses. Um, you know, ladies and gentlemen, they lied to you. Maybe you, you should consider like one of the skills I developed as a medical editor is you got to look for conflicts of interest. You got to look at who's paying that person that wrote this medical research trial. Cause most of the, most of the medical research being published, especially during this pandemic, but for the last several decades has been bought and paid for by pharma. They have, you know, they have subsidized those physicians, those scientists, that laboratory to produce the work, that they published. And do you think, you know, a laboratory, a physician, a scientist that's getting 
tens of thousands of a dollar a month from a pharmaceutical industry is going to, you know, is going to give them pure science, especially if that science says, well, this doesn't work. You know, this caused harm. Paxlovid doesn't work. The vaccines are causing uh, 133 times more myocarditis than the virus was in young men under the age of 40. So are they going to tell you the truth? No, they're probably not. They're going to tell you what their masters, the people that they serve, um, they're going to tell you, they're going to tell the public what their masters, what, you know, what um, enriches their masters, what will enrich them as long as they toe the line. So, you know, consider that, that the, the CDC and the FDA, they have been captured by the pharmaceutical industry. Mm. So many of those, you know, Anthony Fauci um, as is being paid on license licenses to 14 patents. Yeah. And, and uh, I think the number is like, there's thousands of CDC scientists that are similarly that, you know, they were paid by the taxpayer dollars to do research in an area of science. They find a patentable drug or vaccine, and then they patent it. And then they have, we allowed them beginning in the 1980s to start licensing that technology, the patent that they, that they own, that the CDC owns and license it to a pharmaceutical manufacturer. And they can make um, as much as $150,000 a year from that single patent. If you've got mm -hmm. 14 of them, you can do the math. Mm -hmm. Now, it, it was it was limited to 150000 about a decade ago. Before that, it was unlimited. Wow. And so when you have that kind of financial incentive, that's why, um, you know, Anthony Fauci hand-walked remdesivir to the FDA and got it approved for emergency use authorization. He has a financial conflict of interest with Gilead Pharmaceuticals, the people that make remdesivir. So understand that these conflicts of interest, these financial biases can create a, a bias that will cause someone, especially if they have no moral center, no, you know, they don't, if they don't believe in God and they don't believe that God is constantly watching them and they're, you know, they're accountable for their actions. They think they can get away with, if they can get away with it, they'll get away with it. They'll get rich. You know, we know that they're going to pay a price one day, uh, a price that is far in excess of what they can afford. But, um, but there, there are too many of those people that believe they are gods that were worshiped as mm -hmm. gods. St. Mm -hmm. Fauci, you know, mm -hmm. he was worshiped as a saint for what he was doing. And I found, I find that the upper echelons of blasphemy, mm -hmm. um, the man was lying to us. He was you know, and I hope he will have his day in court here on earth, but I know he's going to have his day um, in, in, um, um, at the pearly gates, let's say. Yes, yes. he will have to As he make was, an accounting of um, yeah. his, his practices and his mm -hmm. lifestyle. And many will, and many will, but we do not have to. We just need to realize that, that um, you know, listen to that, listen to that Holy Spirit empower the Holy Spirit to run your life, submit to that control, humble yourself. Yeah. Um, and you will, you will start to get wisdom. The Holy Spirit will tell you they're lying to you. you you'll just know it instinctively. It just, it, it's like, you know, it's like, I can see this red aura around their lies, you know? And, and um, when you, when you start, when you draw nearer to Christ, you are going to start to get discernment that's going to show you where they're lying and keep you off of that yeah. deadly path that they're putting people onto. This, I am, 
I'm convinced that this transhumanist agenda, this World Economic Forum global elite is they are, you know, they are um, trying to defile God's creation. Like yes, Noah cleaned the earth. You know, he, he, he saved the, pop, the population, the animals in the times of Noah from the flood as God was cleaning the atrocities of the Nephilim, marrying the daughters of men or, you know, engaging with the daughters of men. Now it looks like you've got people like, you know, Huval Noah Harari, this prophet, they call him, this mm -hmm. transhumanist, you mm -hmm. know, agenda-driven prophet that Barack Obama and, and um, Zuckerberg and Klaus Schwab all just adore, um, that he's trying to, you know, it's like the fact that his middle name is Noah is just interesting to me. When I first encountered him, I said, uh, you know, it's like, Something this, ain't is, right. <laughs> this is the Noah that, that you know, that um, creates an aberration of the human genome again. He's trying to, you know, he, he his future is one in which we're all connected to this hive mind, this transhumanist AI controlled system. And I, I, I mean, if that sounds crazy to people that have not heard any of this, go do, you know, go look up Huval, J-U-V-A-L, Noah Harari, H-A-R-A-R-I, the prophet, and right on his website, you will see things like um, uh, his his blasphemous talk about God and how mm -hmm. there is no God and that right. men are themselves gods. Mm -hmm. And this, so it's it's just crazy. May sound yes. crazy. It, it, may sound a, like it, I'm a tinfoil hat wearing guy, but I'll tell you what. Holy Spirit said, you know, follow this. Understand the enemy that you're fighting. I'm a you know my military training is one. Know your enemy, Sun Tzu. Know your enemy. Our enemy is Satan. And he's going to lie, kill, deceive, destroy. Yep. And it's that deception that is so rampant in the population. It's so saddening to see. Yeah. Um, and it, and, and it emphasizes our, the importance of our role, reaching out, evangelizing others, bring them back into um, God's protection so that they can stand with us at the, on the fields of Armageddon and mm -hmm. usher in a thousand years of peace. Amen. I, I have my, my analogy is three P's. You have to have the three P's. That's where you pause, you pray, and you don't do anything unless you have peace. And peace is Amen. the guardrails. Because right. when you know that you're doing the right thing, you're not going to have that so Holy Spirit unction in your gut that's going like this. Mm -hmm. You're not going to have that because if you're doing what God's will is in your life and what is mm -hmm. what we should be doing, then you won't have that anxiety you won't have the yeah. stress you won't have the sleepless nights it's right. having the peace and i would say peace is the guardrails and obviously these people are godless people they're trying yeah. to remove god out of everything but let's just briefly take a, a little right hand turn how about when the football player had the heart issue and right. what happened then yeah you talk about setting this country free when mm -hmm. uh, football players are now taking a knee for yeah. a different reason yeah, and praying yeah. in the All whole over. country. I was, oh, I'm getting chills just thinking about right? that. It's a great, it's a great point. Yes. Yeah. Listen, and, and, you know, and all of the, all of the opposition came out and they're trying to say, oh, it wasn't the, it wasn't the gene therapy. It wasn't the jab. It was, you know, commotio cordis, which was a ridiculous, you know, nonsensical um, that wouldn't happen when you're wearing chest armor that those guys that those guys wear. But you could see it. You could see the fear in every one of those players. And I oh, yeah. guarantee you, in, in professional athletics, they're paying attention to the thousands of their, 
you know, of, of athletes that are dropping on the field at levels we've never seen before as that myocarditis induced by that jab is damaging the myocardium, uh, disrupting the electrical um, conduction and causing this sudden cardiac death. The, the faces of those players, uh, DeMar Hamlin, they went, they went gray because they know they could be next. They know that, that so much of the, so many players in the NFL, you know, did submit to the authority. And, um, but now what, again, what is God doing with this? Because what the enemy intends for evil, God will turn to his own good. Scripture That's tells right. us this. Yeah. And we're seeing it throughout this pandemic. And so now what you're seeing is you're seeing other teams gathering in the center in the field and praying before God, on kneeling before God. And the enemy has got to be kicked in the face and bloody from that, seeing his, you know, seeing so many people that other people look to for strength and encouragement and entertainment. But, you know, hey, they're they're kneeling before God. If we can all do that, if we can all do that, we yes. can we can really win this victory that we, we're promised. We know we win victory. Yes. The, the, the question is, how many people will be there with us eternally exactly. in heaven, fighting at the side of Jesus at yeah. Armageddon and eternally thereafter? And yeah. how many, uh, you know, how many will, you know, being a Christian is hard. There's no question about it. Mm. I mean, if, if, if Christianity is false, you know, you know, no big deal. You've lost nothing. If it's true, you lose everything. If you make the wrong decision, if Christianity and the, the promise of Christ's um, resurrection and, and our forgiveness of sins, if that is, if that is not true and you don't choose it, you lose everything. Yeah, you if, do. And we can't afford to lose everything. And that's what God is showing you is like, quit trust. The enemy's plans are all over this. You can see what he's doing. They're lying to you. If you stop for a second, if you do the three P's that Katie taught you, you know, pause, pray until you find peace. Cause I, I doubt somebody that really pauses and prays about, you know, they're standing at the door of the vaccine clinic and they're praying and they're waiting until they have peace, not fear. Don't be driven by fear into that clinic to get that, that needle in your arm. Find peace with it. I don't think there's a there. I know there's no way that you will have peace with that decision. No, no. And, you know, just to do full circle, but coming back to the fact that when you see it, it, it took this young man having that heart issue to bring mm-hmm. the whole country, let alone yeah. hopefully the world. But how about yeah. even ESPN, that anchor? Oh my yes. gosh, you talk about being stopping bold? and praying. I oh know. my gosh, and praying and you know, just fighting <laughs> yeah. in the spirit for this man's health. Mm. I was just like, this is what Jesus is looking yeah. for. Is all yeah, of us to absolutely. come together as a family, yeah, and praying for each other and not fighting each other Amen. and and just That's obviously right. submitting to his way, because his word says that he will do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ever imagine. So why would we settle for anything less? That's right. That is right. I'm telling you. Pray and wait for peace. That's right. So where can all the followers find this amazing functional preventative medicine physician, Dr. Meehan? Mm. And uh, where, what else would you like to share with them about, obviously we've kind of done the set ourselves free, obviously. Yeah. Centering <laughs> our life in the prayer yeah. and with Jesus and 
and standing up for what is right in the eyes of God and turn away from the spiritual warfare and the enemy that's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. Well, you can find all of my my work, my website is mehanmd.com. It's M-E-E-H-A-N-M-D, like medicaldoctor.com. Uh, I, I blog there, I write there. You can find me on on Twitter um, at uh, mehan underscore MD, but really just go to my website. That's where you're going to find most of my materials. I've got, you know, um, uh, don't be scared, be prepared, you know, get your vitamin D, get your vitamin C, get your ivermectin. Um, there's, I'm licensed to practice medicine in 29 states, soon to be 48. And, uh, so I can, I can treat people all over the country, but you know, there's go to the front flccc.net America's frontline doctors, um, find a doctor that, that you find peace with, you know, that's one of the most important things is how many times have you stepped into an exam room or a hospital room with a doctor and man, you're, it just doesn't feel right. They, they don't, they don't pray with you. You know, if they're not praying with you, they're, they're missing a, the biggest part of healing. Yes. Um, I've seen miracles because of prayer. I've seen cancers disappear to the point oncologists are shaking their heads saying we must have made a wrong diagnosis. No, God just did a miracle yes. and you don't believe in it, but your patient did. I did their friends and family did and miraculous things happen every day. So, you know, don't go to a, don't go to the a doctor that will not pray with you, that will mm. not acknowledge that you are the boss. You are in control. We're here to serve you. And yeah. it's not my way or the highway, but that's a, you know, that's a big one. But let me do this. One thing that I would really encourage people to do, something I've been encouraging a lot of my colleagues, especially some of those that are newly awake to the problem that we have with this medical corruption is, um, uh, and this is this is tough, but this is this is tough science. Something I've been studying for 20 years is rethink the the childhood vaccine program, mm -hmm. especially if you're a Christian, mm -hmm. because you need to understand that those childhood vaccines, the live virus vaccines are grown on aborted fetal cell lines um, the, that uh, the the varicella vaccine has more human DNA microfragments and residual cellular proteins from a child that was aborted at the moment, you know, sacrificed and sacrifice is the right word mm -hmm. sacrifice at the moment of its first breath brought into the world, taken to a vivisection table where it was torn apart to harvest the tissues that would go on to be the, the cell line that the varicella vaccine is grown on. Same thing with rubella, adenovirus, rabies, hepatitis A, these live virus vaccines we're injecting to our children multiple times throughout their years of life. The same kind of fraudulent science that many people have been become aware of during the pandemic has been going on for decades right. in the childhood vaccine program. Um, I will tell you that as a physician that has studied this issue as a former medical editor that can read the science, not just parrot what I hear from some other doctor that trained me years ago or what the CDC says that the, the science, the safety, the scientific integrity on a lot of our childhood vaccines has, has, is not at the level of gold standard science that you think it is. They're not using placebo controls. And guess what they're planning on doing? They're planning on converting every one of the childhood vaccines to mRNA vaccines. Oof. It's just they're going to take this failed human experiment, this failed mRNA technology, and they're going to they're convert everyone, every vaccine 
one by one, as they're already doing with the influenza vaccine, converting it to an mRNA platform. And that's going to further damage um, and destroy the health of the population. My two favorite sayings all day long, Dr. Meehan, is Lord have mercy and Jesus take the wheel. Amen. <laughs> yes. It is, yep. it is a storm out there. It sure so, is. Yeah. Well, I am so thrilled to have you. And I just want to drop a little um, tease to the listeners because I want them to know as women, I had a wonderful conversation with Dr. Meehan about mm. hormone mm. replacement. So give them a little bit of a teaser. And the next time we talk, we'll go deeper into that because yeah, God knows yeah. women, men, like you said, all of us are in need. Yes. Well, hormones have been being driven down in the population for decades now. Um, it's it's a really serious problem. Lots of reasons. More and more endocrine disrupting chemicals in the in the environment and our food and our water our personal care products but you're seeing hormones touch every cell in the body your estradiol your testosterone progesterone pregnenolone dhea the these sex hormones are the foundation for your health um, they increase your red blood cell count they increase your bone health your muscle mass increase your metabolism and they're being driven down again i think it's enemy action why are we allowing here in the United States so much glyphosate Roundup to be sprayed on our food? Glyphosate is a powerful estrogenic drug that um, binds to your estrogen receptors and it's causing a lot of problems. The, um, the, the, the vaccines, the COVID vaccines are hitting the, the ovaries and testicles of their recipients and diminishing hormones to 10% of their previous levels. So we're going to have a bigger and bigger problem with infertility and hormone deficiency. And when you have a hormone deficiency, chronic disease after chronic disease starts to develop osteoporosis, type two diabetes, the list, obesity, the list goes on, but hormones can be restored and they can be restored and replicated in God's natural plan. The same rhythm that, that God designed, you can restore it. And if you're going to do hormone replacement therapy, you should do it biorhythmically. You should restore your hormone levels um, in the way that they typically, your brain typically creates when um, throughout life. And so that's one of the, the areas of medicine that has not only changed my life and my health, but 20,000 of my patients over the last 20 years. So, so do I hear a hallelujah. That's yeah. what I say. Do I hear a hallelujah out there? Because I'm sure my girlfriends and all the women that I talk to as a nurse and we need this. And so I am eager to have you come back and yes. share. And um, I will be um, obviously a, an affiliate of Dr. Meehan and stay tuned for that. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing from your heart and all of your um, education, your experience and and then your love of God. And so I just want to say thank you to everyone that's listening, that you can find me at Katie, K-A-T-Y dash Huff, H-U-F-F dot com. And to learn more about my books, coaching courses and retreats and follow me as you would meet Dr. Meehan on you know Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and his website. And I just want to say thank you so much for just pouring your heart out and sharing and God bless you. And I look forward to us having another uh, meeting again. God bless you and protect you and all of your listeners. He's always in control. Thank you, Katie. I really enjoyed our conversation today. I look forward to more. Likewise. God bless you.
Hello, friends and family. This is Katie Huff with Katie Huff Ministries. The reason that I'm reaching out to you today is because I have had the incredible experience of using the MyPillow products. So what products are there? There's the pillow, of course. There's the sheets. There's the towels. And in fact, my puppy even has a dog bed. So I'm reaching out to you because I have the opportunity to help you to save a lot of money when you find these products to be such use for you and your family. So you can go to mystore.com slash unmasked is my promo code. So you're going to want to use my promo code to get those discounts or mypillow.com slash unmasked. That way you're going to get an incredible discount. You're going to enjoy the sheets, the pillows, the towels, and hopefully your, your little pet will enjoy the dog bed as well. Thank you.